now testing testing me 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 better I'm, I'm not asking you to be a music critic you crusty old fart i'm asking is the sound back to normal oh, oh hello um, <clears throat> welcome yes welcome in the cave relic and i were just testing out the audio on the ride only after the fact did I discover some changes I made the last time we were open led to some rather negative sonic experiences for the riders. Sounded good during testing, but once you were in the vehicles, I understand it was laden with echoes and buzzing as if you were severely hungover. Minus all the sweet, sweet bourbon. Should be all better now. Back to normal anyway. Someday, perhaps, we'll be able to afford surround sound upgrades in Dublin, but for now, we make do. Anyway, this week, we're looking at a mixed bag of spooky and ooky, as it were, with the beloved Halloween season upon us. What's that? Oh, yes, I've installed Apple Pumpkin Air Fresheners from Yankee Candle in the ride vehicles. Once again, available as part of their fall collection. Very pleasant. All right. Settle back, get those restraints secured, and away we go! Finally, after years of waiting, the time has come. This February, during the halftime of Super Bowl 56 in Glendale, Arizona, we present the greatest halftime show of all time. You demanded them. You've waited. After Stranger Things. After returning to the top of the charts. After decades of sold-out tours. After chart-topping album after chart-topping album. The NFL is proud to finally announce... Rihanna will headline the halftime show in what we're calling the Heads Up Our Asses Extravaganza 2023. Be there. Or watch the Puppy Bowl. It's clear we don't give a damn what you want. Speaking of heavy American music, American rock and roll has been sucking for a while now, especially heavy music. Sorry, it's true. Unless you're one of the old bands still hanging around like Testament or Anthrax or <clears throat> Metallica, or even one of the older new bands like Avenged Sevenfold or Killswitch Engage, you're probably not doing much that isn't metalcore or some spin-off of metalcore. 
If you check out the new Metal Tracks playlist on Spotify every week, almost every single American track on there is some version of chuggy, genty nonsense or scrambled math metal devoid of tune fronted by a bear or a poodle with a bear electrical cord shoved up its posterior. It's been that way for some time. The young people just keep churning out band after band after band of kids with bad haircuts, wearing hoodies and birth control glasses, making music with less taste than their fashion. It's joyless, tuneless, hopeless noise. Bands don't make money on tour? Is it a surprise? I hate to take shots at artists, but guys, you aren't commanding crowds because you're not giving crowds a reason to get out of the house. Hey, put on your hoodie. We're going to go do karate surrounded by a bunch of people we don't know for a couple hours while five bands we won't remember next week play songs we can't sing back to and then leave without buying merch because their logo and artwork suck since irony is better than design these days. Why, yes, I do sound like a jaded old bastard. Thank you. Meanwhile, here's Ghost a frankly tepid band commanding huge theaters and now moving towards amphitheaters and arenas because they actually remembered to write songs, make art, and put on shows. What a concept. Rammstein is playing stadiums because of the exact same reason. And let's be really honest about Rammstein for a second. The last five albums haven't been remotely as interesting as the first five, but we love them so much and we'll keep paying to see them because Damn, do they know how to set stuff on fire live. Allow me to turn your attention to the other side of the planet, Japan. This tiny little island nation with a culture that says the nail that sticks up gets hammered down has quietly been teaching their kids how to be incredible musicians for the last couple generations at schools like the legendary Berklee School of Music, and they've taken that knowledge to create some of the finest hard rock and heavy metal the world has ever seen, and they show zero sign of stopping. Everybody knows baby metal by now. You love or hate them just like you love or hate joy and happiness. But what you should have noticed is their commie band, the band that backs them live. Those cats are mostly made up of the deans of their departments at the Berkeley School in Tokyo. Those guys cranking out incredible speed metal every night on tour? They've been teaching generations of Japanese kids how to rock, and they've learned very, very well. Unlucky Morpheus is a band led by the lead guitarist of that commie band. Sheeran also sings quote-unquote harsh vocals and does all the songwriting and programming for the band. Their main singer, Fuki, is known for fronting supergroup Dolls Box, which includes members of other great bands like Gakaric Spin. The band also includes violinist Jill, who is a goddess, but I digress. They call their music technical melodic thrash metal, and that's not far off. It's also equal parts steampunk and vampire, because sure. Imagine if Dream Theater watched a ton of horror anime and played about twice as fast as they do now, and you have the idea. You've also got Nemophila, an up-and-coming all-female band that's about as kawaii as Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They play loud, fast, and heavy, with much of their output landing somewhere in Slipknot territory. Vocalist Mayu can do a shrieking growl that'll rip off your facial hair just as well as she can hit operatic high notes and sing clean choruses a la Corey Taylor. They say they want to play styles like thrash and metalcore but not lose their femininity by being overtly masculine. That's a nice way of saying they rock it old school like Lita Ford or Doro. They shred, but they're still hotter than your girlfriend. They've got a new record coming out in December. If we all pray really hard, they'll hit the states off this one.
a more famous all-girl band touring the U.S. right now. Bandmaid is a band with a gimmick. They each dress as a different type of traditional Japanese maid. They do not need this gimmick. While they drift as mellow as hard rock, when they cut loose, they reach motorhead levels of aggression. They're on their first U.S. tour right now, and sorry, I'm pretty sure it's entirely sold out and has been for months. Which sucks, because I fully planned on showing up to the Dallas date and proposing marriage to the bassist, who is perfection personified. Going off the deep end, you've got Maximum the Hormone. That's the name of the band, Maximum the Hormone. It gets weirder from there. What would happen if you put the Melvins in solitary confinement for 10 years, fed them nothing but meth, played early Sepultura and Fishbone albums at high volume nonstop, and then let them out and put them on tour? A milder form of Maximum the Hormone. They're insane. Almost unlistenable. But genius. Blending thrash, ska, funk, speed metal, and God knows what else. It's a brother and sister. The sister plays drums because of course she does, with a couple of complete freaks on the side, being bizarre as possible, playing album-length practical jokes on us, and then going on tour just to see who will show up and how long they can play before the audience revolts and starts trying to kill them or each other. Listen to them. No, really. Just once. I dare you. Finally, there's a new discovery of mine, Asterism. It means a gathering of stars. There are three pieces. The bassist and drummer are brothers. The guitarist, who goes by Halsa, is a 19-year-old girl. The bassist is 20. The drummer is 22. They play instrumental music. They just released their second album, so do the math on that one. It's made up of anime themes they've taken, rearranged, and turned into extremely technical metal. Musically, they're a more listenable, more melodic, heavier polyphia, if you're familiar with the oh-so-trendy boys from here in Plano. Oh, and I think they're better. And they're younger. Yeah. Polyphia may, may have more technical chops. Dunno. It's a toss-up. But I defy you to listen to one of Polyphia's new singles and have it stick in your head. Asterism? You want to hear it again and watch them again. They're a burst of color. Their videos are vibrant canvases of pure comic book joy. Their jazz-influenced metallic riffing is just dazzling. And they're kids. They're just gonna get better. She's this tiny little curvy girl, and she just completely shreds with no effort at all. None. Name a guitar hero. She's that good or better. At 16, she was posting videos to YouTube playing Ingve Malmsteen covers faster and, dare I say it, better than he did. And she's just getting started. And the bassist? He's better than she is. His bass has like 27 strings and he's using all of them. It's unreal. I'm not even scratching the surface. Trident, Bright Ear, Cold Rain, Man with a Mission, The Gazette. I could keep going for multiple episodes without stopping. It's ridiculous. So, America, can we start playing good music again now? Between the warning south of the border, Wargasm UK across the pond, and what's going on in the land of the rising sun, we are so far behind in the heavy music arms race that it's not even a contest anymore. Aaron Jones, Hailstorm, and... Um, I'm thinking. Give me a minute. Um, anyway, those guys can't do this alone. We invented this stuff, man. Someone go kick some ass, will ya?
Hi, I'm Seth Greenfield. Welcome back to my channel, Seth Talk. Faithful watchers, I'm back again this year. I'm doing it again. I know, so scary. It's time for the Yaki One Chip Challenge. I know, I know. Last year, I said I'd never do it again. I'm not going to play any of that video. It was so embarrassing. Here's a screenshot. Yeah, I know. Bad look. So much mucus. This was right after I realized that drinking milk wasn't helping and I started calling my mother a whore. She wasn't even there. I don't know why I did that. It was a week and a half before I could taste anything again. Worst pain of my life, y'all. And I'm not even kidding. I've broken bones, had dental work, fallen in love with a Libra. I've suffered, people. Nothing like this. But even though I swore I'd never go back, I did gain like 28k followers on Insta and 15k followers here in YT, so okay, I gave in. I'm back. I bought this year's chip. Ooh, it's scary. Look at that package. Skulls and X's, all black and red, warning labels everywhere. Let's see. It says, do not touch with bare skin. Do not get in eyes, will cause blindness. Not for children under 18, yada, yada, don't care. Gonna eat it anyway. Y'all know I'll eat anything for you guys. I ate that spider that one time. I ate those Mexican crickets with that chili powder on them. I ate Waffle House that one time. Ugh. I love all you Seth heads when my devotion to you all is complete. Let's get to it. Okay. I've got some of these here nitrile gloves. And despite last year, I've got a glass of water and a glass of milk. They change the formula every year. Maybe it'll work this time. Okay. Gloves on. Let's open the package. Okay. Wow, it's almost black. That's scary, y'all. Oh, oh, there's a little piece of paper here with the chip. Welcome to the Yaki One Chip Challenge. This is our spiciest chip yet, so be warned, yada, yada, yada. There is no relief, yada, yada, yada. Experimental pepper, yada, yada, yada. May the Lord have mercy on your poor damned soul. Okay, here we go then. Oh, I'm scared. This is scary, y'all. I know, I know. I've just got to do it. I know. Okay, okay. One and done. Here we go. Okay. Okay. It's not bad. No real flavor, just corn chip. Okay. It's... taint oh sweet god help me oh sweet god help me water 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 didn't help didn't help made it worse made it worse oh god milk fire fire literal fire literal fire my face is on fire actual real flames Ah! Why is there fire? I'm on fire. Oh, God, my mother's a whore. Why, God, why? This is a real story out of Japan. You're going to think I'm making it up, but I swear 100% of this is real. Hokkaido, the northernmost island of Japan, is being attacked and is losing cattle. It's being attacked by a bear. 
This isn't abnormal. The bear is actually one of the symbols of Hokkaido. In fall, the bears of the region fatten up before hibernating for winter. So again, not abnormal. What's abnormal are the statistics surrounding this particular bear. As many as 65 cows have been lost in one month. Tracks have been found that suggest a massive bear, as huge as over 800 pounds, 8 feet long, or tall if standing on two legs, and with paws over 7 inches wide. Most importantly, the bear is doing this damage without being seen or heard. It has walked in a river to avoid leaving tracks and even dug a hole under a fence to get under it, something bears don't do. Locals are saying, and again, I am not making this up, that it is a ninja bear. I wish I had made this story up because that is absolutely awesome. One local stated, translated by Google, and this is a real quote, it's a monster. I think it must be huge. If it starts attacking not only cows, but also people, it will be too late. The ninja bear has been attacking farms in Hokkaido since 2019. Only one grainy surveillance photo of it exists, and it appears to show, well, a bear. I mean, it looks like a big bear, but I don't know that I'd be able to judge a small bear. It's a big brown bear. If this is the ninja bear, it's not behaving in any ninja-like way. It's fully framed in the photo, looking all bear-like. But this is the only footage known to exist, and the ninja bear continues to ravage local farms, often not even eating what it kills. The story gets better. Better than ninja bear? Oh, yes. While some point out that a local spirit called an onikuma a massive monster that was once a bear but turned into a spirit creature that walks upright and steals livestock could be to blame, Sora News 24 is reporting that at least one farmer is deploying a monster wolf robot. The sheer amount of joy reading this story gives me cannot be calculated. This, again, is in entirely true and is in no way the subject of a new film being created by the folks who bring us Godzilla. The monster wolf robots were invented by a machine parts manufacturing company called Otaseika for the express purpose of scaring off bears and other predators in Hokkaido. They are odd-looking four-legged metal quadrupeds designed to be stood out in a field where predators might menace. Their center body is covered in fur, and the head is best described as a Halloween-style scary wolf mask with bright red eyes that light up. When sensors detect a predator approaching, the head animates, the eyes light up, and the monster wolf robot can emit any of several different noises from internal speakers, including growls, human voices, or even gunshots. Entire packs of the monster robot wolves can be posted around fields of cows or other herd animals to keep bears and other predators at bay. So yes, right now, in Japan, a ninja bear is being fought by monster robot wolves, and I could not be happier to live in the future. I've got to take a minute here and give a shout out to some people near and dear to me. 
Steve, Uncle Creepy Barton has been part of my career on and off for many, many years, and I consider him a brother from another mother. A number of years ago, he had a hand in shepherding a nifty little killer clown movie called Terrifier into public view, and the world was a more disturbing place for it. For the last few years, he's taken a direct hand producing the sequel, Terrifier 2, from a crowdsourced beginning into a 148-minute uncut theatrical release that over the weekend, made well over a million bucks at the box office, hit the top ten for the week, and even unseated Shorty McCulterson and his airplane movie from the list, finally. To say this is monumental doesn't cut it. No movie like this has ever hit the big screen before. And for a movie like this to splash this big, I'd have called you crazy even a couple of weeks ago. But Creepy, director Damien Leone, newly crowned slasher legend David Howard Art the Clown Thornton, and new legendary final girl Lauren Lavera, along with the rest of an incredible cast and crew, have shaken the film industry to its foundations with this gore-filled shocker that has audiences literally passing out and puking in the aisles. Raise your cups to them all, and a hearty dark ride congratulations to all. Richly deserved. Now get started on that sequel. We're waiting. Just in case Steve is actually listening, we'll close things out with a story just for him. A giant bird was sighted near Alamogordo, New Mexico. Yes, Steve, a very large pterodactyl-like bird, gigantic flying creature. This is from our good friend Lon Strickler at Phantoms and Monsters. The witness states that he and his brother were driving in his neighborhood just outside the city of Alamogordo, New Mexico in mid-September. Flying near them was what the witness described as what he first thought was an oversized pelican. It was flying at an altitude of approximately 50 feet and close enough for him and his brother to distinguish detail. Long beak was very pronounced. The entire body was about eight feet long with membrane wings that were long and tapered to a point. The wingspan was at least 12 feet. The entire body was grayish in color. There was no hair, just smooth skin. There was also a long tail about the thickness and length of a baseball bat with a bulb-shaped formation on the end. It was flapping its wings slowly to maintain speed and altitude and after a few moments veered off and out of sight. You see, Steve, large birds are being sighted in the southwest as we speak. And I'm talking about them because I'm the god now. <laughs> well, that was an odd way to end a trip on the ride. I wonder what all that was about birds. One of them had better not show up here. <laughs> anyway. Yes, I hope you enjoyed your trip. Oh, oh yes, a special note. In a couple of weeks when you return, we have a very special treat. I'm going to be working on a special themed ride for you. As the next trip will occur right before Halloween, I'm hoping to manufacture a special limited time Halloween trip on the dark ride. Spooky stuff? Creepy stuff? Scary stuff? Who knows? I'll be fine-tuning the Create-O-Matic to whip up a very seasonal, pumpkin-spiced version of the ride. I do hope you'll join us. Till then, the exit is to your left, 
Watch the skies for oversized avians and don't eat any extremely spicy chips because life is a dark ride. These are the credits. Don't skip them. These people are important. All content written, produced, recorded, and otherwise the responsibility of Justin Dark for This Is A Dark Production Company. All rights reserved 2022. Podcast logo courtesy of Evangelist Designs. Thanks, Jimmy. Production company logo and artwork courtesy of Designs That Kill. Thanks, Laura and Tyler. Contact us at darkridepod at gmail.com or on Twitter or Facebook at darkprodco. That's D-A-R-K-P-R-O-D-C-O. You get it. If I'm not still in Facebook jail, curse you, Zuckerberg! Hey, boss. Question for you. What? I'm busy. Lots of work before the next ride. Ninja bears. Monster robot wolves. Giant birds. All of that true. Surprisingly, yes. I wouldn't want to be a fiction writer these days. How would you top reality? Why? Uh, You know what can happen, right? I mean, I'm here, but you still put that stuff in the ride. What if any of those critters showed up? Isn't that, you know, dangerous? Don't be a fool. That problem has been fixed. Long fixed. It hasn't happened since. The ride is completely safe. Now hand me that wrench and go go sweep something. Or something. Stop bothering me with pointless worries. Onwards and upwards. Yeah, sure. Whatever you say. I'm gonna go sharpen some sticks. This is a dark podcast.